Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Anna Rains is an entrepreneur, digital marketing expert, and owner of the marketing agency, Simplified Impact. She studied at the London College of Fashion and credits her previous life in fashion for her creativity and high energy. She was the co-founder of the internet fashion startup Smart is Cool, where she was responsible for social media and information technology. This led to her being featured in Glamour Magazine, having multiple appearances on Fox Strategy Room, and touring the East Coast as a motivational speaker for girls alongside the nonprofit Girls Take Charge. Following her position with Smart is Cool, she pursued a career in e-marketing. Anna has since worked in social media and content marketing with agencies in the New York and Boston areas. She has led digital campaigns for clients such as HSN, Wendy Williams, football legend Carl Banks, iHip for Snooki, East Bay, Aerolingus, and Sky Mall. Welcome to the show, Anna. Hi, thank you for having me. It's my delight. Um, so, Wow, your your background reads like a who's who. How did it feel working with all these high profile people? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I actually just had this conversation earlier with someone that it's really fun, you know. I think I lived a very devil wears Prada life for my 20s, which was <laughs> spectacular. But just like the girl in the Devil Wears Prada, if you've ever seen the movie, she was broke as a joke. So (laughs) (laughs) not when I was working in the agencies, I was doing pretty well. But, you know, it's a it's easy to hobnob and like have those types of relationships, meet people, network when you are, you know, raised near New York City, you know, spend a lot of time. So it's super cool. It's impressive. But at the end of the day, I think the life that I live today is just much more serene and much more who I, who I am, you know, it's real. So, okay. And before we move on to today's life, which one was your favorite to work with? Who was my favorite? You know what? Aer Lingus was my favorite. I, that it's a big company and those, it was mostly women. It was a team of women. Most of the execs were women. They were so fun. So down to earth, so kind. What I've always found honestly, is that the bigger usually, and because a lot of people probably have many stories that they don't agree with on this, but most of the time, the bigger the company, the nicer everybody was to me. Hmm. So I don't know. I was also you know, leading digital campaigns. So it's like super fun, but, or doing fashion. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, I would say Aer Lingus out of all the companies that I've big companies that I worked with. Actually, I don't know if Foot Locker's on there. They were super fun too. I think everyone's fun. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human, <laughs> right? I think it's what you bring to, to the work more than just the company itself. So yeah. you clearly were bringing fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Okay. So when we spoke the other day, we talked a little bit about how your earlier life shaped some things, including your move out of New York. Would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, I think, you know, it was scary. I've twice in my life when I've made career changes, I've had people come to me, multiple people say career suicide. What are you doing? Oh my gosh. You know, I went from having 
everything, like week every weekend being at different networking events and all kinds of parties and different things, like so cool, always invited to moving to Rhode Island where like, I don't know what you do on the weekend. I mean, I obviously do things on the weekends, but when I first moved here, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I did that with, you know, my husband, it was decision, a family decision. A, and that was really hard. And I think what it taught me was to be creative and to really think outside the box. And how do you create something big in a place where everybody's telling you it's going to be too small? And that was, that was a challenge and it was fun. And I have, I mean, I'm my business and my life in all areas is more successful now than it has ever been. I didn't, I wasn't, I was healthy in the way I guess I looked healthy to the outside world, right? Like I was, I don't know, thin and eating shakes, whatever, but I wasn't, (laughs) I worked crazy hours. I, you know, I just wasn't thinking about myself where here there's just a slower pace and I still, you know, my business is very successful. So I guess that's where that was a challenge that really made me grow in so many different ways. Awesome. Awesome. Now I've heard you say fun again on that answer. I'm just (laughs) pointing out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So let's, let's dive into some meat and potatoes. Why is online and digital space so vital for the B2B marketing? Oh my gosh. Uh, You have no, so I work, my clients are not all of them, almost all of them are service-based, but a lot of them, service-based or B2B, and they're serving, obviously, other businesses are in aerospace, medical, cyberspace, right? So these are companies that when I start to talk to them, they're like, oh, I have, you know, I have 50 different salespeople. I go to, you know, whatever, how many trade shows? I'm, I'm never home because I'm always at a trade show, which now with COVID, it's not possible, And the thing is that I always say to them, I'm like, well, let's just try it. Let's do a test budget. And I can't even tell you how many case studies I have of people that, you know, we activate them on Google, like that have told me a hundred times, like, I'm not, no, no one's going to find me. No one would ever search for my product, Google. No one would ever search for my product on, you know, LinkedIn. No one would ever read this blog about my boring product and I mean, I would say in the hundreds of millions right now of how many people, how much money has been generated from all those tactics for B2B businesses, you know, Google ads, LinkedIn, I don't really do LinkedIn ads, but LinkedIn organic and having groups and things that works very well. SEO works very well. Email marketing, phenomenal. So and those are conversations that, you know, hurdles that I have to jump, but once we get over them, I, they're just blown away. I mean, I had a client say to me, they're like, you know, you've made me more money than my 50, not me personally, obviously our agency than my 50 salespeople. Um, and I'm like, yeah, because like we're reaching bigger, you know, more masses. Like it's a, it's a broader reach. So that's gotta be re- rewarding to hear them say that. You know, it is, but like in those fields, everybody's so mathematical, right? It's like, you know, I remember in the fashion industry, um, there was a saying, you're only as good as your last season. So it was like, you're only as good as your last meeting. Like they're like, yeah. And then this week they're like, but this, just kidding them. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you talk about SEO alone, not being able to leave a lasting impression on the B2B strategy. Can you explain what that means? So 
I think that once upon a time, and you know, I don't know if this is exactly true for everybody now, but a lot of people, they are looking and they say, oh, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to optimize my site. And I saw this a lot where it's like, well, I have a site and someone added some keywords and whatever, and maybe one person here or there is writing a blog once or twice a month, but it's not like you have to really pay to play in all areas. It's not just product-based, like you need to drive the traffic there and waiting for it to come to you. You know, it's not like if I build it, you know, they will come sort of thing. Like that's just not how we do business anymore. You have to, you know, your display ads, you have to get in front of your audience by paying for that. Just like you would do a trade show. You need to pay to be there. Um, And even podcasts, you know, not that you pay to be on podcasts, but like all the different ways that um, there are, to get in front of people, you must leverage in order to have that visibility and get the numbers that you desire. You can't, it's not in the world of like, oh, well, I have this blog and, and a lot of people do, a lot of people are successful that way, but they've been doing it for so long, right? It's not like an overnight success. So I think that's where sometimes there's like a little bit of frustration, or maybe I say that is because People are like, well, I already have a website. It's like, yeah, that's not, you know, you really need to take it to the next level and you will see the returns on that. Yeah. Your, your website, your digital business card, essentially is where people get, instead of handing them a brochure, it's where they get some information about your business so that the, the website by itself isn't going to create business. No, 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 absolutely. So you may know the answer to this. You may not. I believe you probably do. What's the difference between SEO and SEM? So SEO is search engine optimization and SEM is search engine marketing, which sounds like exactly the same, but when you're doing an SEM strategy, it's more of a paid strategy. So now you have, you know, Google ads, display ads, marketing. And then when you're doing SEO, you're, it's more organic. So you're really driving that traffic through keyword research, content, um, et cetera. I appreciate that because I hear those terms interchangeably used and often now that I've heard the definition incorrectly used. So so that's helpful to know. Now, Anna, you are also a motivational speaker empowering women and girls. I'd love to hear more about that side of you. Oh my gosh. I think it is, has been my, it's, you know, to my core, So I spend a lot of time with an organization called Girls Take Charge going around the East Coast to different colleges. And what they do is they train college girls to, they train college girls in leadership so that they can have an impact on high school and seven to 10. So high school and then right before like junior high. And I was would speak with them and I would go and like, you know, just talk to these girls about anything as possible and just stories of my life and and what I've done in my different careers. And it's so rewarding. And not only that, but now I have a seven-year-old daughter myself and it just like, it lights up my world. It really does. It lights up my world to spend time with girls and to be able to influence them, help them, listen to them and and figure out ways and how to create impact in a world that's so sometimes so crazy and changing so fast and i have a different purpose for that now that i see it through my daughter's eyes where before it was just something that was like always in my heart 
So, yeah. Absolutely. So now it's double time in your heart. Double time in my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Anna, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about, you know, marketing, B2B space, SEO uh, for our listeners? Uh, No, I think you were asked a lot of really great questions and, you know, it's been really fun to talk to you. And I think, you know, it's it's a fun space. I think there's so much opportunity in marketing. I don't think there's any, especially right now with the world changing so much, right? Like everyone that I speak to in this space, they've, they're just growing and like just seeing, and yes, there's all these regulations and there's challenges, but it's a really interesting, fun area to be in and to explore. Perfect. Now tell our listeners how to find you after the show. Sure. They can, you know, just go to our website, simplifiedimpact.com, or if anyone wanted to reach me directly, it's just my name, a.reigns at simplifiedimpact.com. So yeah, no worries. Sounds good. I hope our listeners will check you out after the show and I appreciate you being here today. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.